This podcast is being brought to you by Eventive Sports. Based in Birmingham, Alabama, Eventive Sports is the industry leader in dedicated sports event management. Established in 1995 by Ronald Bruno and Gene Hallman, Eventive Sports quickly set itself apart in service to the pros who play the game, the sponsors who make it all possible, and the consumers purchasing tickets. Eventive Sports is a team of dedicated professionals with expertise in all aspects of event management, marketing, and operations. You can find them on the web at www.eventivesports.com. That's E-V-E-N-T-I-V-E sports.com. You know, I was just thinking, I need to, we need to add something. I'm going to be like Deion Sanders. Now, play my theme music. (laughs) Gene Hallman is currently CEO and owner of Eventive Sports, which was formed in 1995. Eventive Sports, based in Birmingham, Alabama, has grown into one of the country's largest sports entertainment sports event management companies with more than 80 employees located in nine offices throughout the United States and Bermuda. Gene's company has managed a wide variety of events across many sports, including the region's tradition, which has been running for over 30 years and surpassed $20 million dollars donated back to local charities. Other events managed by Gene include the 1996 Olympic Soccer at Legion Field, U.S. Senior and Women's Golf Open, SEC League and Birmingham Stallions, Davis and Fed Cup Tennis, and the World Games 2022. Eventive Sports is responsible for managing the football game day fan experiences for the University of Alabama, Auburn University, UAB, and Alabama State University. Gene was recently inducted into the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame as the Distinguished American Sportsman. Gene received a bachelor's degree in economics from the College of Charleston and a master of business administration degree, magna cum laude, from the University of South Carolina. He is married to Jennifer and has two children, Ella and Marshall. Gene Hallman. Oops, hold on. Give me your phone. All right, now. Turn this on, turn this puppy on, and Gene Hallman, do me a favor. Okay. Tell me a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you a real story that's a joke. It's funny. Okay. Um, 1997, our pro-am, where amateurs and professionals play together before the start of the PGA Tour event at Greystone. Uh Steve Spurrier had just won the national championship at Florida. I cold called him. said, would you play in my pro-am? I know you love golf. Yes, I'd love to. Bring me a jet. So we got a jet, got him, brought coach up, put him with our biggest sponsor because that big sponsor had to play golf 
with Spurry. Spurry. But this big sponsor was not a good golfer. But he's going to do it. So I see him on the driving range, the sponsor. He's all uptight. He's nervous. We get to the first tee. By the way, Steve has been great up to this point. Uh-huh. And you look out and I say, Steve, can you go over and talk to that sponsor and make him feel relaxed? He said, yeah, I'll be glad to. So he said, hey, hey, man, just just have fun today. My sponsor goes, I'm not a good golfer. All these people, I'm bound to hit somebody. Spurrier looked him straight in the face and said, hey, just remember this. All these people, none of them came to see you. <laughs> True story. That's a good one. That is a good one. <laughs> Mine is not nearly that good. I made a girl in a wheelchair laugh. She was rolling. <laughs> the first thing that I like to um, talk about with my guests, when we can remember, is how did we meet? And so you were, you were, before we got started, you were like, I was trying to remember, was it Jay, was it Jay, was it Jay? And I think the story of how we met will do do a lot it it it'll it'll explain you know not just how we know each other and how long we've known each other but it explains somewhat more than most a different perspective we met when you were doing the Magic City Classic, and Jay was partnering with you to do game day operations and all this stuff. And you guys had me running the VIP suites for the Magic City Classic. That's right. You remember now? Oh, yeah, I do now. And I bring that up because... Number one, I know how long that's been. I've watched you grow. I've watched you get bigger. I've watched you pick up more sports. I've watched you hire friends. I've watched you mentor buddies, partners of mine. And so I'll go back to the little story I was telling before we started. When you look at this podcast or you look at anything I do, first of all, it's an homage to somebody. It's something I saw somewhere and said, you know what? I wanted I wanted that to be a part of what I do. Um, but I do it my way, and through good, bad, up, down, whatever, I've developed a a team of people who have watched me for 20-plus years, professionally, 
philanthropically the whole nine yards. And I and I'm saying all this to say when people talk about Gene Hallman, they're talking about my friend. When people talk about Gene Hallman, they're talking about somebody that entrusted me for a couple of years to be to run his his VIPs, his sponsors, those people that that pay the bills. And I don't I've never that I know of, I've only asked you to come on this podcast. That's it. Because you've put me in a position to make business for myself. I I didn't need to ask you. I'm an enterprising person. And so I say all that to say that I, I just want to set the tone. Thank you. In the fact that, you know, I've been rocking with you for a minute. I know your character yeah. and I know your work ethic. And, you know, I will go ahead and share a little bit of my arrogance and what I said. And that is, you know, if somebody wanted to replace me, yeah, there are people that are better at this, doing it longer. Um, there are people who look better at it. The whole nine yards. But the question is, how do they get Gene Hallman on their podcast? <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so when people talk about what they can do better or somebody else can do better, I challenge, okay, but how do you get the team? Right. How do you get everybody at the table? Because before you can manage it, you got to get sponsors. You got, And all of that stuff leaves. When Ivers and Jeans leave the table. So I'm just going to leave it at that. That being said, <laughs> I met you in a professional um, environment, but I don't know you. Like, I know you're from South Carolina, but what does that look like? Like, you know, what were your, you know, tell me about your parents and do you have siblings and you know, were you an athlete or do you just love sports or like I, I really don't. I, I know you as a really good man and a really you've been like a buddy to me, but I don't know your history. Well, I am from South Carolina originally. Now I say from, I'm from Alabama because at some point in your life, you spent the predominance of it in one place or the other. And, uh, yeah, I was born there, but I'm from Alabama. I grew up in South Carolina the first part of my life. And not to try and paint a heroic picture, but I was born very humbly. Uh, we lived in a single-wide trailer for the first three years of my parents' uh, life. I was the first child, have a sister. And uh, then we moved in an apartment for four years, and, and so we lived very modestly. And... Um, I did okay in high school. I was a very average athlete, played basketball, ran some track. If I had any sort of talent at all, it was in the one mile, two mile in track. Um, then we went off to the College of Charleston because I didn't want to go to the University of South Carolina where it was like 13th grade because that's where all my friends were. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, loved it in Charleston and started to Figure myself out. I've, I think the first 17, 18 years, I was like a lot of young people, just moving from day to day, working. I'd have jobs. I'd play a sport. 
but nothing, you know, really made me passionate. Yeah. And then I got to college and I decided, you know what, I don't know what I want to do, so I'm going to continue school. So I went to graduate school and did well there and started to really sort of pick up my academic chops at that point. And then I came out of graduate school, and those two years getting my MBA, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So I took a job in corporate America, top Fortune 100 company, worked there five years in the computer business for NCR, and was miserable. I I wasn't a corporate guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I never fancied myself an entrepreneur at all because my father wasn't, my mother wasn't. But I, I I started to sense this is what I needed to do, and it's a God thing. I got a Sports Illustrated in 1990, and they had a featured story in the back, and it was about IMG, the original sports the event sports, management company, yeah. and about Mark McCormick, who found it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I said, that's what I want to do. And so I quit my job, moved back home at age 30, my parents go, what in the heck are you doing back here? <laughs> and you got to pay rent. And I said, that's fair. And I was still single, of course. And for a year and a half, I kind of floundered around until after. Th- this is before the Internet. Yeah. So I had to mail out resumes and letters. And I lost track. It was close to 1,000. Um, I had this book called The Sports Marketplace. Uh-huh. And I would go through there and pick out addresses and send it. And and I lost track of who I sent it to. So finally I got a call back one day from a gentleman. You could tell he was a little older. He said, my name's Angelo Bruno. And we're starting a senior PGA Tour event here in Birmingham. And your resume got forwarded to me, and it looks interesting. Would you want to come and interview? And I said, well, who's the title sponsor? He said, well, it's... It's Bruno's supermarket. And I said, well, Mr. Bruno, out of just sheer ignorance, what do you do for them? He said, well, I'm the chairman of the board. I said, okay. (laughs) I'll be there like in two days. (laughs) Got the job, moved here. I did not know one single person. And uh, it's been a a blessing beyond description. I've, uh, I've been able to meet so many wonderful people. I thought I'd be here for two years and then go to the next tournament. Yeah. And and what was the end of that path? I don't know. Was it the PGA Tour headquarters? Was it the Masters? The U.S. Open? But I thought that I would just be hopscotching around the country. Right, right. But something kept me here. And what kept me here was I got a job with the Golf Channel offer in Orlando. Arnold Palmer actually offered me the job when he was playing in our tournament in 1995. And I'd just been asked to take over Olympic soccer. And I grew up as a kid, a child, fascinated by the Olympics. And so, therefore, I'm like, I cannot walk away from the Olympics, even if it's just right. soccer. This, and I was <laughs> going to carry the Olympics. I was going to carry the torch. So I stayed. And, and I'm so glad I did. Then we formed our company, Ronnie Bruno and myself. And then I ended up uh, owning the company after I bought him out at retirement a couple years ago. We're getting ready to move into a new office space on Highway 280. We've got the new name. It just came to me on a Sunday afternoon. Uh Uh-uh, stop. Yep, it did. Tell tell us this. And and so, well, the team had gone through about 500 names. 
And Forge, F-O-R-G-E, was sort of at the top of the list because of our iron and steel history here in the mm-hmm. city. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but that's just not it. And so I started playing around with the word event. And I went, eventable, A-B-L-E. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And I went, eventive. And I'm like, oh, that's bound to be gone. And it was. But I said, what about, so I called my PR person. I said, what about Evena Sports? Is that domain open? And he said, yes. I said, grab it right this second. Right that's now. it. That's it. That is it. And that's how it happened. That's awesome. Now, we know, you know, what happened from that point on professionally. But there was a, there's an interesting little um, divot that you that you left in that conversation when we were talking about well at that time I wasn't married but now we are I want to know the love story how did you meet and you know how did you propose tell us about the romantic gene the mac daddy the romantic gene Waited until he was 42 to get married because I was wow. so career obsessed. I dated, obviously, quite frequently, but I just could not get committed because I was so focused on the job and growing the company. Right. And I met this lovely young lady uh, who was just opening the Marriott as part of their sales team on Highway 280. And we were going to use that as one of our flagship hotels for a lot of our teams and gotcha. participants. And uh, I asked her out, and uh, two years later we got married and had two beautiful children. Uh, my youngest was born with a bilateral cleft lip and palate, so he's had 20-plus surgeries, but he looks great, and he's going to Auburn next year. My oldest is a sophomore at Alabama, and she's a mini-me, and she's really? working for Coach Saban right now in recruiting really? uh, while she's getting her degree. So I'm very proud of both of them. Now, their mom and I got a divorce, but we're very, very good. Uh, We co-parent beautifully. Uh And through school, I met my current wife because her children, so I have two stepdaughters. And that was a love thing where we brushed up against each other, you know, in O. Henry's Coffee Arms, and it was like electricity went off, and we knew. (laughs) Are you serious? As corny as we sound, we knew. And it's the love of my life, my best friend, Jennifer. And we've been married four years. We got married on top of the Eliton. Really? Yep. And Nick Sellers, who you know, was my best man. And he had my father's wedding band, which I wear. And the pastor said, the ring, please. And Rick, Nick went to get it, pulled it out of his pocket. We're on the top of the Eliton. It was a windy April day. And it bounced and dropped and bounced up, and I had this vision of it going over the wall. Oh, my God. Now, Nick was a Division I quarterback. I don't know if you know (laughs) that. He snatched it out of the air, and he saved it. And I'm like, oh, man. (laughs) I love it. That would have made a story for the ages. (laughs) We got married on top of that historic building, and um, I could not be more spiritually, uh, family, and work balanced and happy I can't imagine how I could be much happier than I am right now that's awesome um I I don't know if it's 
um, the something in the water here, or maybe it's just our age, but finding that balance, that peace. Because, you know, I'm talking to a workaholic, mm-hmm. you know, um, that all can, it can, it can drive you, drive you, drive you and pay the bills and this, that and the other. But at some point you yeah. want that balance, you, do. you know what I mean? And, and I think that, um, I think that you chose well coming, coming, staying here in Birmingham. I, I and, love and this calling city. Calling it home. I am so passionate about Birmingham. I have obviously uh, met so many friends, but I've learned so much about myself, about our country, about our history, the civil rights movement. Um, Just being involved with the Magic City Classic has opened up so many friendship and doors. Uh, It's the right size city and the right geographical location. It is the right size city. (laughs) I don't want Atlanta. I don't want Charlotte or Nashville. I want Birmingham. That's right. And the natural beauty and its geographical center near the beach and the mountains. And you've got Atlanta if you need something really big time. But we get a lot of big time here already. So I love it. You've made, obviously, some wonderful decisions. But if you could go back to a younger gene, right, what age would you go back to and what advice would you give yourself that is a great question I would go back to around age 30 and tell that 30 year old not to be so concerned about the future because if you do the right thing every day you're going to look up and it's going to all be there and you're going to be successful and content. Now, you start then to debate, well, if I didn't have that anxiety and that edge and that just restlessness, would I have gotten to where I am? Because I think you need a little bit of that, like Coach Saban loves to say, I hate to lose twice as much as I love to win. So you've got to have that edge and and – I thought you were going to ask another question. Another form of the question is, what would you change? And I wouldn't change anything because I'm a product of all those mistakes That's and, right. and, and, and successes. <laughs> That's and, right. And I've made and any so change many in that can change the whole trajectory. Right. Yeah. Right. But I, I like that. Um, I, I purposefully made the question that way yeah. because I don't. I tell I myself to relax. I, I tell myself to relax a little bit more and just know that it's going to happen. Uh, if you just keep every day, in every part of your life, as simple as this may sound, in every part of your life, every day, try to march forward. You're going to look up one day and see that you're miles ahead of where you were. And, and it's different for everybody. Everything's relative. But as long as you can keep that trend going in the right direction toward good, you're going to be okay. How can people follow you on social media or find the company and the whole nine yards, websites? Tell us. Sure. It's eventofsports.com is the website. My social media handle on Instagram is Hallman one And then on Twitter, it's Gene underscore Hallman. I don't post a whole lot. Um, 
mainly family stuff mm-hmm. uh, to, to share right. with friends and so forth. I, I did more work stuff early on, but I decided that it was just too hard to decide what to post. So I let the company take care of that. Um, but occasionally I'll weigh in on something from a sports perspective. I, I've been meaning to weigh in on the NIL, not that there will be a ton of people uh, who will follow me who really care what I think about the NIL. But, uh, I want to know. Go ahead. It's, Shoot for it's it. It's craziness. It's, an, it's insanity. Something's got to be fixed. And the only entity that can fix it is the federal government, and they're not showing any appetite to wanting to fix it. I mean, it's going to continue to get worse. It is just legal cheating. I mean, I know that's kind of an oxymoron, legal cheating, but it's what it is. And um, and I'll tell you one thing I really dislike about the world we're in is the transfer portal because what it does is it teaches our young people – that if they don't get success right away, well, dadgummit, I'm going over here. Right. And life doesn't work that way. Right. When they get out in our world, they're going to have to take some bumps and bruises, and you just can't pack up and go somewhere else at a moment's notice because you'll, you'll be a gypsy. You'll be moving every week somewhere else. That's right. Hey, I'm Charles Barkley. Call for a Redmond and water at bars and restaurants throughout the great state of Alabama. Redmond Vodka, available at select ABC stores and package stores. Redmond Vodka is eight times distilled, gluten-free, and is made from non-GMO corn. Looking to support a local business? Redmond Distilling is Alabama proud and minority-owned. Learn more online at redmonddistilling.com. What's your favorite charity? Operation Smile, which is a international organization that provides medical care to kids born in third world countries relative to cleft lips and palates. If you've seen a child that's five, six, eight years old who has never had a repair on a cleft lip and a palate, it's, it's heartbreaking. And then the emotional trauma that is caused by that being ostracized and made fun of and so there are these doctors these surgeons who all they ask is for the organization to pay their expenses to get there and then of course the operating room expenses in those countries to repair these cleft lips and palates it just transforms these children's lives and so I was born with a cleft lip and my son was born with a bilateral cleft lip and palate probably the most extreme form you can have and so blessed to have the best in care for him, and he looks wonderful. And and so he and I both have sort of bonded together over Operation Smile and what it does for these kids. Well, if you don't answer one of these questions, you're making a donation. <laughs> <laughs> now, that depends. Some of these questions might be a little salacious. No, no. See... Sometimes I get folks, but it never it never surprises me. Like sometimes right where I think I'll get somebody not to choose, they choose with no problem. And and it's the darndest thing. Somebody like, nope, I'm not going to say that one. I'm going to make a donation. So we're going to see how that goes. All right. Regents Park or Rickwood Field? Rickwood Field. 
botanical gardens or railroad park? Railroad park. Protective stadium or legacy arena? Protective stadium. Crossplex or Legion Field? Crossplex. I'm a track guy. Okay. Love track. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? Birmingham Zoo. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Vulcan Park. Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. Michael Jackson or Prince? Michael Jackson. Barons or Squadron? Barons. Golf or tennis? Golf. Legion or Stallions? Stallions. Alabama or Auburn? I'm making a donation. I knew it. Because <laughs> if I didn't get you on that, see, you could have chosen one of those. No, you can't. Yeah, your daughter is so. You, I work for both of them. I got a kid that goes to both of them. I mean, both of them are great clients. I love them equally. Well, how about this then? Double to nothing? Sure. Alabama State or A&M? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm making... I'm making a double donation. <laughs> so the 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 what's the name of the organization again? Operation Smile. Operation $100. Smile. So it's fifty. That's it from that's from Iva. He's yes. writing the check, but it's from me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, since we brought it up, man, first of all, it's Christmas time in Birmingham. <laughs> also known as I love Magic October. City Classic Time. And, you know, you guys got the deal done. And just tell us, how'd you get the deal done? What does it look like? Is everybody happy? Um, and who's the Grand Marshal? <laughs> so, it was... Difficult. It took almost a full calendar year to get the deal done. And I think in hindsight, I've, it was a situation after 22 years of doing it, you had one new president and you had a president that had been on the job five, six, seven years. And it was time to hit the reset button to see if there was something better out there, to see if the deal we were offering was indeed the best they could get. And so they put us to the test. And Alabama State chose that we passed the test much quicker than Alabama A&M. But at the end, they both got the same deal. We're at the same place. We've got four years, which is in alignment with the uh, city contract. We're at Legion Field. It's the largest HBCU classic in the country. It's one of my most favorite events. Just uh, the passion, that, that, that barbecue smoke, the atmosphere, the dress, the halftime show. The Grand Marshal were working on Shaq because Shaq was going to be our Grand Marshal in Before 2019. COVID. And his sister tragically died like three days before the classic. That's right. That's what it happened. And That's so right. we're yeah. trying to get him. So we're a little bit behind in that regard, but we've already paid him. We paid him in 19. <laughs> 
<laughs> now that may work against us because it's like, well, right. I've already been paid. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but that's who we're working on. That's awesome. Um, what I, I asked you about the fact um, when when you look at the moves of eventive sports in the city of Birmingham, the city of Hoover, BJCC, you know, I, I, I throw it out there. Is Birmingham turning into, or is it already, we just not paying attention, or we need a little gas here? Is Birmingham, is Central Alabama a, a, a sports entertainment town? And and if 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 not, why not? And if so, what does that mean? Well, we are, but there is definition that is needed to explain why, and and what. Uh, I don't see any time in the foreseeable future that we're going to get a professional team at the major league level, be it the NBA, NFL baseball, hockey, or soccer. We've got quality teams that are a notch below the Barons, the Stallions, the Legion, the Squadron. But what we are is a great sports event town. Mm. We've got the largest HBCU classic in the country. We've got the most well-attended college baseball tournament in the country. We've got a major championship on the Champions Tour at Greystone. We've got two major races at Talladega per year. We've and had the what, and right now, correct me if I'm wrong, we still got the newest stadium in the country. <laughs> we've got the newest stadium in the country. We had a professional football league have its entire season for the first time in history. Played out of one city last year. Um, and 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 we've got we had Olympic soccer, which was hugely successful. We had the World Games, which had some financial challenges, but at the end, the product was outstanding. We're getting this. We had the fastest selling Davis Cup uh, first round matchup between Switzerland and the U.S. and and Davis Cup history. When you look at all the metrics around events, we're at the top. Now I'll tell you why. If you take a lot of these events to Atlanta, Nashville, or Charlotte, you're competing with the Hawks, the Braves, the Falcons, the Hornets, the Titans. Mm -hmm. Here, you're not. Right. And so when you bring an event here like the World Games, it would have been lost in Atlanta. Right. It wasn't here. So I think it's great we're becoming known as a great sports event town. I think it's great we've got the largest HBCU classic in the country right here. Because that resume leads to other quality events. I can tell you there's a pretty good line that we're working on of possible sporting events for the future that are going to even enhance that resume even more because we've got such a great variety of facilities. Legion Field, Protective. We've got Legacy Arena. We've got Crossplex. We've got the Hoover Met. Regions Park, the Barbara Motorsports Park. I mean, we've got an array of facilities to host a wide variety of sporting events. And I, li I left off my list early on. We have one of the only IndyCar events in the Deep South. Uh, right. And we proved that open-wheel racing can work 
in the deep south in the heart of NASCAR country. So we've proven as a community that we're a great host of a wide variety of events. And, and I'll conclude with this. We're in the center of 22 million people live within a three-and-a-half-hour drive of Birmingham, Alabama. So when you bring an event that's quality, there's a lot of day trippers that can mm-hmm. make it, that can't make it to when you get off that center, it becomes lopsided, and you can't tap into Atlanta, Nashville, and Memphis. But we're right in the center. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge advantage with our facilities that we have now, which are state-of-the-art, to be a great sports event town. When I need to look this up because I keep referencing it without saying the the, the right basketball player, but there's a retired basketball player in New York. He has a charter school, and all they do is focus on the careers around basketball. You know, back front office jobs, you know, arena management, all this kind of stuff, and is massively successful. Do you guys work with that younger generation? Yes. To get them in the pipeline of sports management, you know, the, our next generation. I will tell you that <clears throat> if you want to get a job into this industry, sports, and you're a young person listening, or even a middle-aged person that is looking for a career shift, the best way to do it is to get some sort of internship and and to get your foot in the door. Because once your foot's in the door, you're a long way toward realizing your dream. The majority of our new employees start as interns. Over half of my current senior management team started as interns, and now they're senior vice presidents and executive vice presidents. So internships are the key, and the sports industry, in terms of the total number of jobs I've, is larger than the automobile industry in this country. Really? Yes. There are that many jobs in it. So if you're an athlete and you've had a great career as as a collegiate performer or even sometimes a professional performer, it doesn't have to end there. You can continue in this industry in many different ways. Um, that's the thing. When you start really doing the research, you start seeing all these different pathways in sport, and you realize this is really big. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways you can make a living in sport, which when it's all said and done, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Do you have, uh, uh, going back to pictures and stuff like that, do you have a favorite picture that, that – First tee, just he and I talking, Michael Jordan, at Greystone. He he was playing for the Barons. The only thing he did outside of playing the Barons when he came was play in our senior PGA Tour event with Lee Trevino. And uh, and he played with Charles. And Charles has become a dear friend, wonderful man. And uh, I'm looking up at Michael, and he's looking down at me, and we both have a smile on our face, and that – Photograph is gold. Now, my son was born well after that, and he still claims I photoshopped that photo. <laughs> you, you, you've never met the goat. I'm like, no, I have. I've met the goat. As a matter of fact, I drove him back to his house. Just he and I 
You know what I asked him in the car? I'm sitting there with Michael Jordan in the car, like, all right, what, what can I ask you? And I said, legend has it, Michael, that when you play for the Bulls, because he wasn't done with his career at this point. You remember, he just took that right. one-year break. Right. Are your North Carolina pants shorts underneath your Bull shorts? I'd heard that. He said, yeah, they are. Really? I went, oh, my God. So, I never knew that. Yeah, it's it was a he started it as kind of a good luck thing. Yeah. And it worked and he didn't ever change it. Well, Gene, I want to thank you for joining us. This has been fun. I'm glad. A lot of fun. I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, Urbanham.com. And urbanham.news. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by the Magic City Classic. The Magic City Classic is the largest historically black college and university, or HBCU, football game in the country. Alabama A&M University and Alabama State University play in the game annually at Legion Field in Birmingham, Alabama, and the winner could potentially earn a spot in the SWAC championship. Festivities surrounding the game include the Classic Kickoff, Magic City Classic Parade, Tailgate Party, and the famed Halftime Show, performed by the Mighty Marching Hornets and the Marching Maroon and White. For tickets or more information, visit MagicCityClassic.com.